When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, folks? We're back for another episode of Patreon. Yes. I was about to say Dark Windows Podcast, but I was like, wait a minute, this isn't actual, you know. I mean, it is Dark Windows Podcast. It is. It's uh, it's Patreon. And they know it's Dark Windows Podcast because, you know, they pay for it and stuff. They do. So, Um, uh, yeah, another episode, another week. And uh, this week? This week, we are going to do a fan requested. When I say fan, I mean Patreon fan requested. Um, a while ago, we did what I referred to as a truth or scare episode, where I had one story that I found online and one story that I completely fabricated, and I made you two, Kevin, and my wife, Shelby. Hello. Made you guys try She's to figure back. out. Yes. And no, we didn't record this in the same day. Believe it or not, she lives with me. She, I know. It's the weirdest shit. I'm blinking twice, but you can't see it. Yeah. You know what's even weirder? We've had sex in this room. Because <laughs> yeah, the studio weird. used to be our bedroom. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you're next, Kevin. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so we're gonna do the same thing. Uh, I tried to make it a little bit tougher this time, where last time I basically found a story, copy and pasted it, and then like control F and changed all the last names and stuff. This time I found a story, and I wrote it myself. But it's still based on the actual encounter. So they're both going to sound like they were written by me. But one of them is an allegedly, allegedly true encounter. Okay. Okay. You guys ready to get scary? Sure. Let's get spooky. There it is. Lights out, motherfuckers. Just just like when we did that uh, Screaming House of... uh, Missouri, that yeah. that one was fucking creepy. You didn't like that, yeah? We did. we had that fucking thing. We know. did. It's still here. It's just upstairs. Yeah. Um, and actually, she is uh, in the process of making a baby too. So congratulations Ooh. to her having a boy. So yeah, Woo-woo. she's growing the baby. She already yes. made the baby. True. Well, I mean, you, you <laughs> made, you're continuing to make it until yeah, she's continuing. Yeah. But yeah she well, it's did not. Qu- it's not quite done. <laughs> right. And then it's after baking. it's born, baking you still have to make it into a person. Yeah. You know. So. Anyway, so we're going to start off with, um, I think this is the shorter of the two, but we'll, we'll start off with this one, okay? Okay. My name's Mike, and this is my story. Hi, Mike. Hello, mate. I grew up hunting and fishing in Louisiana with my dad in the swamps and bayous of the area. Uh, you liar. Shut the fuck up. Let me tell the story. <laughs> Jesus. Um, as an adult, I spent every spare moment I could in the woods hunting uh, hunting something. Where I was hunting that day, it was a good mix of pines, oaks, and cedars. It's very peaceful. Smells wonderful. Um, I got out uh, I, I got out onto an old logging road that led through a stand of pines that was starting to grow back up. He made his way... Uh, I'm sorry. Shit. It's weird how it's written. Because um, I kind of took the basis of each story. And there's the story, and then there's quotes from, each, from the person. So Okay. Um, a little choppy. Yeah, it's, it's going to sound a little odd. He made his way through the increasingly thick trees. The further he got into the woods, the thicker it got because of the logging process. They had started further in and then worked their way back out. So as you're going in, the woods are starting to get thicker and thicker because you're getting back into the older trees that they planted. Okay. Okay. Everything seemed normal. The birds are singing, not a cloud in the sky. He calls it a bluebird day. 
Not sure why. It's Louisiana thing, I'm assuming. Hmm. Um, he recalled that he heard, you know, a lot of insects buzzing. You could hear everything, you know, just regular woods noises. And, of course, being Louisiana, the mosquitoes were out in force. The damn things could carry you off if they took hold of you. We got them like nowhere else in the south. It's on account of the standing water and all the bayous and swamps, he says. He made a turn on the logging road and started to pick up on some deer sign up ahead. He spotted rubs on a few trees and took that as a sign he's headed in the right direction. He continues to see sign as he keeps walking. As he neared the deer stand that he had put up, he started to notice a really strong smell. He follows his nose about 50 feet off the trail, and he says, I wasn't worried about losing the trail. It's very easy to spot from that deep in the trees. Uh, the further I walked, the stronger the smell got until I found it. I came up on a patch of about 10 to 20 feet around. It was all kicked up. The leaf litter, pine needles, everything was gone. Pretty standard turkey bed area. Uh, I didn't expect to find the turkey all torn up the way I did, though. Feathers everywhere, bones scattered across the dirt. Just a huge mess. Uh, we got bobcat down here, and that'll hunt turkey and such. Hell, as rare it is, as it is, there are panthers spotted down here from time to time, too. As he continued to search the area of the turkey kill, he came across another strange sight. There was a little tuft of hair. It was shiny and black as coal, stuck to a broke-off part of the tree, down real low. So he grabbed the hair off of the tree. He's like, I noticed the smell. It smelled like a trash dump on a hot day. The smell clung to my hand after I dropped it. Louisiana has black bear, few and far between, but we got them. Thinking that one could be so up close had me on edge. I had my deer rifle, but they are still a dangerous animal. Obviously. It's a black bear. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll fuck you up. Uh-huh. He left the kill site and eventually got to a stand. The stand was made out of drill stem pipe. It's a strong metal, which is used for drilling oil wells. It's pretty tough. Uh, he climbed the 10, uh, 10 feet up and took a seat writing his, his rifle and waiting. It's peaceful sitting there, he says, enjoying nature, watching the littler animals running around down below. Peaceful. After about three and a half hours, he notices something in the woods. The woods go completely silent. As an avid outdoorsman... That's yes. <laughs> as an avid outdoorsman, Mike knew something wasn't right. He says, when the woods go that quiet, you take notice. As he started scanning through the woods, he heard a branch break. And then another. And then another. And then he caught movement. At first, it was just a black blur between trees. And it didn't want me, like it didn't want me to see it, he said. He raised his rifle and took aim. More to see what the hell was going on than to take a shot at it. Yeah, using his scope. Yes. I could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> nope, his peep sight. Yeah. <laughs> his whisker biscuit. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just couldn't believe it. It was about seven, eight feet tall. The face was absolutely terrible. It looked like a human face with black leather stretched over it. Oh, face only a mother could love. <laughs> the eyes was set back further in the head, too far apart for a person. The nose was real different, too. It was wide and almost completely flat with two real big nostrils. It has a Carlton nose? Yeah. <laughs> and it yells, it yells, hey, you guys. <laughs> Through the scope. I could see them flaring as it inhaled, exhaled, then inhaled again. The creature was hairy, black and shiny. Hairy. Is it a relative of yours? <laughs> That's when I put it all together. The hair on the tree was exactly the same. As I aimed, my hands were shaking so bad I nearly dropped my gun. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at Bigfoot. Yeah. It was about 15 yards away, holding onto a tree with its right arm, swaying back and forth, back and forth. And then it started to growl. I could see it, but I couldn't hear it. At one point, it got real mad and started beating its fist against the side of the tree. At this point, Mike decides that the deer stand wasn't, uh, wasn't a good option, and he got down on the ground with his rifle. He never broke eye contact with the creature the entire time. Shitting your pants the whole way. I started yelling and hollering at it, and it showed me its teeth. They were big and flat like a person's teeth, just much bigger. I knew if I was going to shoot it, I'd have to make a headshot. Mm -hmm. I aimed back up, and I noticed the eyes. The eyes scared the life out of me. Folks ask if the body was scary. No, it's the eyes. I wanted to cry. I was so scared. I was afraid to shoot him uh, more than I, that it would just make him angry than anything. I had the crosshairs right between its eyes and a 20-yard shot. 
Just as I'm about to pull the trigger, it lets out this god-awful roar like a lion. I felt it in my chest. As I stood there in shock at what I'd just heard, I then heard a whistle about 100 feet behind me. I'd heard that whistle before in the woods. I've actually heard it my entire life out hunting, and I always thought it was just some kind of bird. I looked at the creature in front of me, he looked back at me, and then he let out the same damn whistle. The whistle came from behind me again, and I spun to look for it. Then I heard the other one moving towards me. I spun back around and yelled at it to stop, and of course it didn't. It roared again, and I decided it was time to make a choice. As that one's standing there staring at me, I can hear the second one start to move again quickly up behind me. So I took off running towards the road for my truck. I have never run that fast in my life, and as I was running, I could hear it behind me. I look back, it's not 10 yards behind me, coming up the trail. I tripped and dropped my rifle. Fuck. I looked back towards, uh, back towards my gun on the ground, and it was gone. I went back for the rifle because if I didn't, I thought I would die. I then kept running towards the truck, looking over my shoulder, not seeing it. Then I heard it crashing through the woods next to me. It was running down, I was running down that old log road, and he was running through the woods. Those woods have a lot of thick trees, and a lot of them are th- have thorns on them. And he was moving through them just as easily as I was moving down the road. I think it was trying to cut me off before I got back to the truck. I finally got back to the truck and I started fumbling for my keys. And I thought to myself, this is it. He's going to jump me while I'm trying to get my keys out. It was closing the distance, walking up the road, walking up the road. I still don't have the keys out. I just raised the rifle, squeezed it off around, and I hit a tree about six inches from its head. Had it been that much closer, I would have hit it. I had a 270 and I blew that tree in half. The creature ducked away from the, from the tree for just a split second, long enough for me to get my keys out and get in the truck. It got its bearings back enough to start chasing me again as I tore off down the road. The damn thing was right on my tailgate as I peeled off into the woods. I heard its hands slide off the tailgate. And that it kept running at full speed as I was going down the road. And I took a left-hand turn, just a swoop in the road, and it took a right and it ran directly into the woods at full speed, not slowing down. When I got home, I just sat at my table with my wife, and I cried. And she asked me what was wrong. I started crying again, and I told her what I saw. I told her the whole thing of what had happened, and she just stared at me. When I finally got to sleep that night, I had horrible dreams. A few days later, I brought her out there to show her where everything had happened. When I got out to the stand, the whole damn thing's torn down and scattered across the ground. I never hunted again after that. So that was Mike's story. That was our first one. Okay. Okay. Second one's a bit longer. Okay. Okay. So our second story, this one fucked with me. Remember I was telling you I was having a hard time getting through one? This yeah. one fucked with me. <coughs> so it starts off. I don't want to give my name, so I'll have this posted anonymously by my daughter. I'm not good with computers or the internet. I understand. This took place after I got back from Vietnam. I was there from 1967 to 1969. I was attached to a a Marine squadron as a corpsman, so I don't get shaken up easily. I got wounded pretty bad uh, in my back by a Chai Com grenade during a patrol near the Laos border. I had to be airlifted out and was eventually discharged on medical. At that point, I returned to my home in Omaha, Nebraska. After getting out of the service, I was not real happy being around other people, Large crowds bothered me, and Omaha is a busy place. By today's standards, I would probably have been diagnosed with some some type of PTSD, uh-huh. judging by how I was at the time. Shell shock, then. Yeah. Um, I worked for a few years doing odd jobs and saving up all the money I could to fulfill a lifetime dream. I wanted to be a cowboy. I grew up watching John Wayne, Roy Rogers, all those guys. My two favorites were Gunsmoke and The Lone Ranger. Nice. I was going to save up all my money and go live out a Gene Autry song. There was less Indians to fight off than there was back in the day, so I'd settle for raising some cattle and living a quiet life. Uh huh. I will never forget the day I fell in love with that little ranch just outside of Trenton. 60 acres of good land and a nice little house that I could see raising a family in. It was June or July of 1973 when I finally saved up enough to finish paying for, uh, paying for the ranch. I wasn't planning on making payments to the bank. I paid it off up front. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. 
especially with the economy back in the early right. 70s. That was crazy. Um, over the course of a few weeks, I got my things packed up, moved out there to the new place. It's damn near five hours from A to B, so it took some time while I was still working. Between all of that, I had a friend help me find a dozen head of cattle, and we had to patch up a bunch of the fence before they got delivered. Mm -hmm. It was during one of these days running fence that the first odd event happened. It was around midday, and we, had, we were already soaked with sweat. We took a break and headed to the house for a quick lunch. As we're headed back out, he said to me, hey, look over there. And he pointed towards the section of fence where we had just patched. Not 10 feet from our pile of wire and tools were a half dozen coyotes. We have coyotes and wolves in Nebraska. And even as, even as new as I was to living outside of the city, I could tell these smaller dogs were coyotes. He was telling me that they're usually a bit skittish around people, but these guys stood there sniffing out their equipment as we approached. I made a loud noise and tried to spook them off, and they all looked up at me at the same time and just stared at us as we closed the distance to less than 50 feet. Hmm. It wasn't until my friend picked up a dirt clod and tossed it at them when we were about 15 feet away that they finally left. They didn't run off. They just turned and walked off. No rush. Weird. We brushed it off and continued working the fence line. About a week after the coyote incident, sorry. I uh, returned to the city, quit my job, and collected my final paycheck and headed back to my ranch. I stopped in town and picked up a few supplies from the hardware store. I remember I grabbed up some chain for the tractor. The previous owners had left it there. A couple of boxes of 10-gauge shotgun shells. And since they had it, I got a Winchester lever action 30-30 and five boxes of shells for that. <laughs> what kind of cowboy would I be without a lever action? I God would. damn right. You wouldn't be a cowboy at all, sir. No. When I rolled down the dirt driveway to my new permanent home, I noticed the damn coyotes again, right back at the same spot. Now that my cattle were there, I was not too happy to see them. I parked the truck, loaded up the 30-30 for some test shots. I may have been a corpsman, but I shot like a Marine. <laughs> he was a Marine first. Yep. Yeah. What, was the, what was the line? Uh, you're a rifleman first, a radio man second. Yeah. 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 Uh, I parked the first round out of that rifle, dead center in the chest of the closest one. When it tipped over, the rest scattered. I went out to, I went out to dispatch and dispose of the dog, and when I got there, it was the damnedest thing. It was dead, of course, but there was no blood. There was no entry or exit wound. I dragged the dead coyote to the other end of the property and left it next to some scrub brush to allow nature to take its course. I got back in the house, cleaned up, and had some supper. Then I decided to turn in for the night. I woke up with a jolt after I heard movement and then a loud bang on my porch like something being dropped on the old boards. Grabbed up my new 30-30 and stepped into my slippers, crept sli uh, silently towards the front door, and grabbed my old service flashlight. Uh, it's clarified as the L-shaped ones. You know, like the ones that like the tunnel rats would have. Oh, yeah. Um, you can turn them on and clip them onto your jacket. Yeah. And yeah they run on two fucking quadruple C. D cell batteries yeah. or whatever. You have to have a fucking car battery strapped to your chest to run it. Yeah, it's either like C or Ds. I think they're D cells. Yeah. The, I think mine, the one that I had was D cells. So I grabbed up my flashlight, and of course I was not prepared for what I was about to encounter on the porch. I opened up the door as quiet as possible, and I let my rifle lead the way out the door. I snapped my light on and stopped dead in my tracks as soon as I saw the blood. So much blood. There was a trail a foot, a foot wide leading from the back of the house, up the stairs, and right to the front door, and at the end of it was the dead coyote. It was sitting at the end of the trail like any dog would be if you commanded it to sit. As I approached with the light, I could see the hole from the bullet, the hole that wasn't there before. As I stood there studying the dead animal, I figured another predator maybe dragged it up there and, uh, and maybe it just gotten dropped funny and that's just how it was sitting. As I investigated further, <laughs> as I investigated further, I saw what looked like bare human tracks in the blood. They weren't much bigger than mine, but I can't imagine why someone would walk through all that blood. I went back to the door and placed my rifle just inside and decided to get the coyote off the porch for the night. I'd have to go into town tomorrow for a shovel, I figured. You know, lesson learned. Bury coyotes when I shoot them. Just as I grabbed the animal by the scruff of the neck, I heard a god-awful yell. It wasn't a coyote or any animal I'd have ever heard. It sounded human. I snapped straight up and started looking around. 
That's when I caught movement from the tree line. It was the goddamn coyotes again. Only four this time, since the fifth was on my porch with my hand almost on it. They were just sitting there, just on the other side, uh, just on my side of the trees, sitting like dogs. I felt like something's not right here. You get that sense when you've been in combat. I stared at them, waiting for them to move. I was still close enough that I could get my rifle before they got to me. I slowly, without breaking contact from the animals, reached back into the house, and just as I touched the barrel of the rifle, I heard that scream again. I know it'll sound crazy, but it sounded almost like the old Indian war cries, war cries from the old movies. And then I froze when I saw this, when I saw the thing step out of the woods behind the coyotes. It was tall and lanky. I was six foot one at the time, and this was taller than me. I could tell it was taller. It didn't look much taller, but it looked taller. It stood there behind the coyotes, and I don't know how, but I could tell it was staring right at me. The outline was smooth except the head. There was something not right. It looked off like there was almost no neck. It went from head right down to shoulders. It began to pace slowly behind them, still looking at me. The moon was out and almost full, uh, to the point that I could see the eye shine from the coyotes, but this thing was just far enough behind them. All I could see was the black figure. I had enough, and I swung the rifle around from the door and leveled it on the creature. As soon as I did, it stopped moving. I remember I yelled at it to leave, that this was my land, and I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm terrified. It continued to stare, and then very, very slowly raised its arm. Uh, its right arm, sorry. The arm looked odd, like it was holding something. And as soon as my arm, I'm sorry, as soon as the arm leveled out, the coyotes charged. I aimed and pulled the trigger. Nothing happened. I worked the action, loaded another round of the chamber, pulled the trigger again. Again, nothing. I did it again with the same effect. At this point in time, I retreat as fast as I can into the house. My heart was racing when I looked back out the window and they were sitting just off my porch. I did not sleep that night. The next morning, I checked through the glass and saw no coyotes, so I stepped out onto the porch. I swear... (laughs) I'll swear to it on a stack of Bibles on top of my mother's grave, the dead coyote was gone off my porch as well. The blood was gone. The only thing that remained on the porch were the three shells that that I had cycled through and one of the bloody human footprints. I checked the cartridges and found nothing wrong with them. Uh, There was no damage to the primers. They hadn't been struck. Yeah. Um, I checked the cartridges and found uh, no other damage other than that that would cause. Uh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I checked the casings and didn't find any damage that would explain why they wouldn't have, why they had misfired. I ran into town that day to run some errands, and I'll be honest, I didn't want to go back there. I stopped at the little diner after finishing everything for a cup of coffee and a bite to eat. The waitress started up some small talk, asking if I was new, all that, and I told her where I was living, uh, the great deal I'd gotten on the property. There's a reason. Next thing I know, the manager's coming out to talk to me. He sat down across the booth and started, you know, some small talk. Then he told me I should go to the municipal offices and ask for the records on my property. I figured I'd do it the next time I came back into town in a couple of days. I ran in every two to three days or so. I paid my bill and headed home for another night that I hoped would be normal. Nothing happened that night or for the next couple weeks. Until one day when I was out tending the cattle... And I heard a yipping noise from the tree line and looked over. I didn't want to look over, but I did anyway. To my absolute shock, there were five coyotes standing on the fence line. Mm. One had milky white eyes. I knew that was the dog I'd shot. I walked very carefully backwards towards the house, keeping them an eye shot. When I got back into the house, I closed the door and locked it. I sat at my table. <laughs> I sat at my table and my hands were shaking so badly I couldn't operate my lighter to spark my cigarette. Just as I got the damn thing lit, I heard a muffled thunk on the outside, and I rushed to the door and flung it open. I found my wood-cutting axe that had been laying on the lawn was now buried in the doorframe. I slammed the door and locked it. I sat there at the table smoking cigarettes until the sun went down. When I checked my watch, it was 2.30 in the morning. I had apparently passed out. I decided it was time to turn in for the night. I kicked my shoes off. Uh, kicked my shoes off back of the door, peeled my shirt off and draped it over the back of the chair and headed to the restroom for my nightly ritual. I will never forget this. I can still remember all of this like it happened last night. 
I'm 72 years of age now, and I fear that I'll that I'll see this every night for the rest of my days when I fall asleep. I brushed my teeth, did a quick shave to clear the stubble, stripped the rest of my clothes down, and <clears throat> walked out of the restroom. There was a thunderstorm that had been, that had been threatening all day, and it had finally arrived. There was a big thunderclap, and I gave the kitchen one last look before turning left and starting toward my room at the end of the hall. There was a spare bedroom on the left side of the hallway, about eight feet from the restroom, between me and my bunk. I took one step down the hall, and that goddamn thing stepped out of the spare room right in front of me. I stepped back too quick and fell backwards hard on my ass, and it walked toward me as I dragged myself backwards towards the bathroom. I got, my ar- uh, I got my arms into the, into the restroom and snapped the switch on just as it grabbed my foot. Oh, it started to drag itself and me closer together. It's, the hand was so cold that it almost burned my skin. I kicked myself free and slid across the tile of the floor back towards the toilet as it rounded the corner into the room. I'm having a terrible hard time telling this. It was the most scared I've ever been. I've been under enemy fire, I've been blown up, I've almost been killed, and this is the worst thing I've ever been through. It was now standing over me, tall and thin, not starving thin, but more a muscular build, very pale white and cracked looking. It looked like it had had some kind of mud or paste on its chest and torso. It wasn't all the way in the room yet, but oh god, the face. The face is the worst part. That white stuff ran all the way up to just under its nose, and from the hairline down, to the top of to the bottom of the nose the lines met was black and cracked looking there were also red lines that ran from the hairline down over its eyes they were about a finger width wide running down all the way down to its chin it opened its mouth and the first thing that hit me was the smell i've been around death in the military you see and smell death mm-hmm. all the time especially in vietnam the smell that came from that mouth was rotten meat and death the teeth were square and blocky. They were caked and I hope was dirt, but I know it was blood. It came the rest of the way into the room, and at this point in time, it lifted its right arm and it held a hatchet or a small axe in its, in its hand. It had a high grip, you know, high, like up underneath the head. Then I realized what I was seeing. It was a goddamn tomahawk. <laughs> The handle was wood, and the head looked to be sharpened stone, held on with banding of some sort. It stepped directly over me, and at this point in time, I felt the buckskin of its trousers brush against my ankle. It dropped its hand down, and in one motion, the tomahawk slid down to a lower grip in its hand. It flipped its head back to clear the long, straight black hair out of its face and raise the tomahawk. It let out that god-awful scream again, and at this point in time, lightning struck outside and killed, killed the power. I clenched my eyes shut and waited. Another lightning strike hit, and it lit up the restroom. It was gone. All that was there was all that was there left was empty space. I scrambled out of the room and straight to my truck. I drove into town naked except my watch, and I'm not proud of it, but I broke into the little department store, stole a pair of shoes, pants, and a shirt. I drove straight through the night until I got back to Omaha. I slept in my truck in a parking lot, and then I went to my parents' house when the sun came up. They asked why I was back, and all I told them was I got sick of the farm life. I went back months later with a friend to try to gather up my uh, try to gather up my, all of my things, so I would never have to go back again. When we rolled in, all the cattle were dead, yeah. hacked to bits and chewed up. Jesus. It didn't. I didn't even bother going in the paddock. We walked in, and everything was exactly how I left it. My shirt was on the back of the chair. The thirty thirty, which I ended up taking, was still tipped up against the table. The streak of my own waist I left in the restroom was still there. Everything. I never went back to that property after that. I do know that a few months later, after another storm rolled in, the ranch was struck by lightning and burned down. I can't say I was all that upset about it. Yeah. So this is a note from the daughter. My dad didn't share this story with me until about two years ago. I decided, as a history major at the time, I would take it upon myself to travel back to Trenton and try to get some information about the property and surrounding areas. The plot of land that the ranch stood on was butted up against an area that was known as Massacre Canyon. This is the site of a brutal massacre of around 150 Pawnee men, women, and unfortunately children by the Lakota tribe. 
the tribes were not on good terms and when it, uh, the tribes were not on good terms as it was and when the Lakota arrived in the area to hunt they found the Pawnee already there then they carried out the attack if my time frame is correct the slaughter took place almost exactly a hundred years before my father's harrowing encounter um, depending on the date of the attack and the date of his uh, his encounter yeah. um, but it was a hundred years apart there, it wow. could have almost been exactly but it's hard to say yeah um, I tried to do some research into the possible origins of the man my father saw based on the stylized uh, face paint pattern that yeah. he described I came up empty so that was our second story holy shit yeah. <laughs> um, so what I'm gonna do here okay we're gonna do this a little differently I am going to close my computer. I'm going to leave the room and I'm going to let you two talk amongst yourself for a couple minutes and figure out which one's which and then I'll come back in and tell you. Okay? And this is the point where everybody wants to pause the episode and do thinking for yourself mm-hmm. and then come back in. Or and even you can... work, work it out with Kevin and Shelby. Talk to them. They can't no, hear you, but, you know, yeah. hey. Yeah. All right, I'm going to step out here and when you guys are ready, just give me a yell. All right. So what are you thinking? I'm thinking it's the second one. First, I, was, I was leaning towards the first one. First one, well, which is real. First one's real. I can definitely, if it... First one's real, it happened. I know yeah. it did. <laughs> so. I can definitely tell that he wrote it, though, because there was some similarities in there that were very similar to his encounter. And that's why I'm thinking he wrote that one. Because of what he said at the end of it about, um, like, never hunting again and telling the account, like, sitting there and telling his wife the encounter and the blank stare on her face and then taking her back to the site and everything was, like, there's nothing there. Like, we did that. Like, that's what happened between the two uh-huh. of us. So I think it's that one. Okay. I think I think the 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 scare is the second one. I think the truth is the first one, and then the other one, the second one's the scare. That's my thought. Possibility, yeah. Just because I've yeah. heard the first one. Yeah. Well, the first one, no doubt, definitely had happened. But I can definitely tell, like, the way he he mixed in some of his personal experiences. So, he, so that, first, to to throw us so off. he wrote the first one. That's what you're trying to well, say. Well, he wrote both of them. Like he tweaked them both. I definitely, I can tell that he threw in some extra stuff into the first one that was, um, like, part of his personal encounter. But, listen, like, I've read his writing before, and I can definitely tell, like, how well and descriptive the second one was. That, like, that's his writing style. He thinks of all of those details. and So the second one, is, he... I, yeah, he wrote, he wrote it. But the first one, he definitely put some of his own encounters in it to try to throw us off. Uh-huh. So we're so we're on the same page. Yeah, then. no, no. I definitely think it is the second one. But he did throw stuff in on that first one. I don't really... think so. I think that actually... I, I, right, I'm, I'm but... pretty sure that actually all happened. Yeah, but I'm just saying some of the... He threw some things that I would pick up on, like from his his own personal encounter to try to throw us off. No, but no, no, actually, no, that, but uh, the that... whole, uh, the whole, um, not hunting again. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a standard thing. Yeah. After seeing something that terrifying, I would never want to go it's, in the woods again. It's a standard, like, what's a lot of the standard, standard Bigfoot thing where like, you know, yeah, you don't you hunt never again. never go back in there again. Yeah. And you know, have a hard time telling people and, but okay. So yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I know what the second one, I mean, the second one was a skinwalker. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure it was a skinwalker. That's what, and the way he it controlled the the uh, coyotes and stuff, and yeah. the way that I had skinwalker going through my head the entire time. Uh huh. For sure. Or you know, thinking of Joanna's not deer, similar yeah. skinwalker activity right there. Uh huh. So. All right, um, you guys gonna hear uh, us calling Kevin back in, Kevin. Sons of bitches. Okay, so I'm back. Now, uh, what did we come up with for a conclusion? Um, You're going to work through it or are you just going to tell me? 
So we were on the same page. Okay. Yeah. I, think I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. There's some the, things that I picked up on that I think you deliberately put in to try to throw us off. Okay. Or well, throw, throw her off. At least throw me off <laughs> because okay. I know your writing style. Okay. Well, what do you got? <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I was like, yeah, but I think, you know, this is more like his style. Okay. Or he you know, he may be a, adjusted a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You know, so uh, our thought is this first one is the real and second one is you okay. all you okay i think there are some things that i picked up in the first one that i think you deliberately put in because you put in like towards the end we talked about like going home like sitting there mm-hmm. and telling your wife the encounter mm-hmm. and like just the look on her face and then like going back and showing her sight a couple days later like you did that with me Mm-hmm. With your encounter. Okay. So I think that was kind of to try to throw me off your scent. Okay. And the second one is like we both agreed sounds like Skinwalker. Okay. It definitely is Skinwalker. It, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Before Kevin gives us his yeah. thing, everybody stop right here. You know, you got your own thing. Okay. Well, they've had time, to, time enough to work yeah, it out yeah, themselves, yeah. I'm assuming, definitely. at this point. Right. But Hopefully. I can tell with how descriptive the second one is and little details you put in like that's how you write like you are very observant but that's how also how people that have had a fucking terrifying yeah, encounter yeah. remember all they the remember details. all of that detail yeah. yeah like take for example that show we were watching uh these woods are haunted on yeah. discovery plus the detail that people pick out 20 30 years later yeah uh-huh. of something that happened where they're like i can still remember what its eyes looked like i can remember what it smelled like i can well, remember what the air tasted mm-hmm. like around it travis bolton was his yeah. uh he, yeah. and he hasn't changed yeah. in fucking 50-ish years yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So it's like you have a traumatic event like that you and you remember for sure. every detail of it. Yeah. For sure. Was it John's story? Yeah. His his multiple camping yeah. trips. I mean, the details that he remembers yeah. 20-something years freaking later. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, dickhead. Tell us. The first story is 100% true. Allegedly true. Allegedly. Um, I got that from a... Actually, I was watching an episode of These Woods Are Haunted. Yep. And that was almost a word-for-word description of that part of the episode. Yeah. He went home. He talked to his wife. Mm-hmm. The only thing I I left out was the fact that he left the, when he left the woods, it was still daylight. Yeah. He didn't get home until dark because he stopped in the, in the entrance to the park where he yeah. was and sat there for hours. So I got scared a, to death. I got a confession. But it was very close to yours. I got a confession. That was on Bigfoot Chronicles and uh, was know, it? Sasquatch Chronicles. Yeah, and actually, what the part that was left out, I was like, he left out a part. There was actually the second one actually fucking hit the car, hit the truck. So yeah, okay. I, I was like, I was like, I knew it. I, I, I instantly, I was like, so I know this one. I didn't want to be a jerk. What's weird for me is the one that I wrote freaked me out more because. There is still some basis and truth in it. Mm-hmm. Massacre Canyon is a oh. real place oh, yeah. where 150 plus Pawnee people were slaughtered for being yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong uh-huh. time uh-huh. by the Lakota. Yeah. And it was a hundred years previous to that happening. That's yeah. uh, Isn't that uh, where uh, Skinwalker Ranch is? No, no. Skinwalker Ranch is out in Utah. This was in Nebraska. Yeah. And I wasn't going for Skinwalker. It did kind of. Okay. That was, that's but where I was I trying to throw people. Yeah. But I, Skinwalker Ranch has, I think that actually had the same exact thing happen. Not like that. No. No, there was a massacre or something that happened. Well, on yeah, the but property. it's yeah. pretend. Yeah. Yeah. But where I was going is I was going more like vengeful spirit kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, tr- uh, I really tried to throw you with the. The head came right down to the neck to make you think, oh, maybe it's Bigfoot or something. Oh, no. My no, I just. Mine went skinwalker. I thought like, like Native American with like the long, yeah, long straight, like very straight hair. Well, they threw you. Okay. You kind of threw me there for a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. So it's two uh, Sasquatch ones. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But then when you put the, the, uh, the coyote that had you know the, the yeah. eyes it was like a lot i was like ah milky eyes I, I, I went like i went uh oh i went uh um i, went, I was like oh skinwalker mm-hmm. 
But then I, but part of me went uh, a Wendigo. I went okay. Wendigo, yeah. Wendigo at first. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Can't be a Wendigo because Wendigo, that doesn't look like a Wendigo. No, this, this is definitely a Skinwalker. This is definitely Skinwalker. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Native American. I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely Skinwalker. Yeah. But okay. I, like, that's where my brain went. So let me ask you, what was it about the second one that made you think that I wrote it? Well, because you always want to have cowboy like fantasies <laughs> like you everybody just, did in the 70s right? cowboys but are fucking awesome i know but you were just like you you would love to be a cowboy yeah that'd be great just shit. go live out in the middle of nowhere with <laughs> yeah. a rifle and not talk to people yeah. i just to be honest i knew that the first one was real so i then i knew that the second but one i've was... read enough of your stories that okay. i so she was like leaning toward yeah shelby was leaning toward the but fact there that there was a possibility the that i was like you tweeted just enough, and I'm like, he's got to be throwing me, trying to throw me off because, like, that's stuff that I knew. So that's why she was, like, <laughs> on the fence about the first one. She, like, if you had said the first one, she'd be like, I knew it because I, I guarantee, she, you know. But I said, like, yes, I think that encounter 100% happened, allegedly. But I was like, but I can tell that he, re- like, he tweaked it. I told you I was going to rewrite yep. it. Because that last one, I just copy-pasted it. Because I'm like, if I rewrite it in my own way and make them sound similar, yeah. it'll make it harder to figure yeah. out which one's no, which. No, it was really good. And I'm not going to lie to you. I stood right outside this door, and I heard I heard you say, man, I don't know about the first one. And I fucking walked across the kitchen. I'm like, I got them. I got these motherfuckers, yeah. finally. But I was like, I was, I was on the fence, but I was just like, but that encounter, I'm like, the, and you never went hunting after your No, I still haven't. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, but like we were talking about, it's like a standard thing that happens with seeing scary yeah. shit like that. I mean, you never want to. And I did have there. nightmares about Indian ghosts. Then after, after oh, I got yeah. done writing that story, I was like, "Fuck, that creeped me out." Yeah, <laughs> no, it was fucking really well written. <sighs> yeah, Damn because it. the guy, yeah, because he 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 I, I or maybe this was another one because actually I, maybe maybe it was a totally different story where he shot at a cr- oh, like over the guy, bed of his truck. Yeah. No, well, this guy he actually pulled up onto it. You know, from from his tree stand, looked at it, saw it, and was like, "Holy fuck!" You know, he's like, "Okay," trained on it the whole time, and then it was coming closer, closer, and he's yeah. like, "Got the, like, okay, I get the fuck out of here," uh, and like, I th- I think actually maybe, maybe it's a totally different one because actually there was a deer that actually like because another one that was like this one, and I think maybe it's totally different one. These two are totally different, but a deer had actually a ran towards his stand and the guy was out hunting. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the deer was like panting the and deer stuff. Was panting. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit. And he's trained up and he's like, whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? And then, you know, got out to his truck, took the fuck off and it was like chasing after him. Yep. You know, but I mean, there's also been like guys on a tree stand. He was hunting and, you know, he's bow hunting. And it, yes. And it reached, it reached up, up and, and grabbed, grabbed the broadhead it. and mm-hmm. fucking yeah. screamed because it sliced yeah. his hands to shit. I mean, uh, yeah. so. I mean, I've stepped on broadheads before. They are. They're so sharp, you don't feel it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so people, and a lot of people, a lot of hunters have experiences either A, they don't talk about them. Yep. Or, or you know. And, and, or I should have gone with go the back. other allegedly true one because you guys would have been like, that's bullshit. That never would have happened. I should have done it. I should have fucking done it, but I couldn't find enough information on it. Oh, that's fine. I spent a lot of time working on that you, second you one yeah. because I did a lot of research into like what tribes were in the area. Mm-hmm. Were they actually on good terms? Were they warring with each other? What happened? What did their face paint look like when they went to war? Mm-hmm. You think I did it work fucking Wednesday? <laughs> oh. Like I sat there and I was like, oh, shit. I got like 30 tabs pulled up about different tribes and I was like, well, if I go too far west, they're automatically going to think Skinwalker. If I go too far north, they're automatically going to think Wendigo. Yeah. I'll go somewhere in the middle yeah. where there's not a lot of it. No, so. No, On that first one, though, like, my mind was, like, thinking when you're talking about, like, you could, he could hear the hand slip off that. I'm thinking, they're fucking strong enough that if they got a hold of that, your car is not going to, your vehicle If, if it had got go. a good grip and planted his heels, it would have stopped oh, the God, truck. Oh, God, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing, too, it kind of made me flash to the, the show we were talking about, Discovery. Mm-hmm. The... <laughs> it's called These Woods Are Haunted, and yep. I highly fucking recommend it. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's the episode where they're talking about the flying monkeys, the kids. Yeah. And then they, the like, devil monkeys. The devil monkeys, yeah. yeah. The devil monkey encountered their, their treehouse, and then later, you know, they 
demolished all that woods and put a paddock down and recording of the screams like those screams were playing in my head when you were talking about the screams like yeah. just that like bellow screech and like that's what was playing through my head when you were talking about the calling i mean i, I was prepared to even be wrong about the first i was one. really hoping you guys were going to be wrong I was, damn it i told you i know you're right i gotta step this shit up then i guess i gotta i gotta fucking because like i i had the thought to take the first one watch that segment a couple of times yeah. and then fictionalize it yeah you know change things enough to make it like where it's still based on the account but not yeah but then i thought that's me baking up two stories yeah you know what i mean and yeah. like that that i would have been like real shitty to be like well ugh, technically i made up both of them you know i didn't want to do that because yeah. then you guys wouldn't have wanted to do this again no. <laughs> so no it was good dude no, they were it was good oh, shit really well good. you know if you're on Patreon, which obviously you are if you're listening to this, shoot us a message on there and tell us what, if you came to a rock-solid conclusion, Yeah. let us know what it was. Yeah. Because I would love to hear Even it. Even if which you way? didn't agree with us. I'm going to take it as constructive criticism so that when we come back to do this, this again, mm-hmm. I'm going to trick you guys. I am going to fool you guys, finally. Listen, or hey. send messages if you would like him to write more stories because he's yeah. good at it. Hey, listen, I got, she's two for two. I am one for one, yeah, okay? Yeah. You're one for two. Yeah. Because no, I went back and listened to the first one, and you disagreed with you her. Did. And you were wrong. She was right. I was. Yeah. Well, yeah, one for two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why two. I say she's, yeah. I mean, it ain't a bad day at the plate, two. but you know. <laughs> she's two for two. It's I'm, two. or. I wasn't too cocky. Two and oh. She's two and oh, I'm one and one. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. Like I said, I, I knew I was I told you that before. Yeah. I said I fucking guessed it wrong and she she was like, I was "Oh, Adam." And I'm like, "No, this is yeah. you know." So, hey, you know, the first one you got me on the first one. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and I I, sh- I should have thought like, "Oh, this is a Sasquatch encounter. Kevin's fucking heard of it." <laughs> Always <laughs> like It's like I had been. such a bitch of a time like I listened to um there's another show that I listen to. It's called Scared to Death. It's uh, Dan Cummins and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. And they... They're on YouTube, too, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Watch it on YouTube yeah. instead of listening to it. If you're going to... Oh, I love her reaction. Yeah. She's so funny. Because she... Her facial expressions are so good. Yeah. But I've, I've listened to that all week, just trying to find a story that I'm like, I can use something like this. Yeah. I had such a bitch of a time. I'm like, do I do Bigfoot? Do I do another ghost? Do I do another haunted house thing? Yeah. Aliens, like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. No, it was. And then, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I went, Native American spirit. I'm like, okay, yeah. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. What fucking threw the whole thing is, I went outside. I was loading stuff into the van at work, and one of the guys comes out and he's smoking a cigarette and he's got his pack. I'm like, American spirits, an Indian on it. And I'm like, oh shit, that'd be cool. We'll you do some said, Indian shit. You were excited. You're like, I'm very like motivated. Like I like today. Like I got it, and that was on Wednesday. You were like, yeah, I'm like I fucking got yeah. it. Yeah. Like, can I? Well, I mean, you got me as far as like, as far as, you know, it was a spirit, not fucking uh, uh, skinwalker. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, guess that wrong. Like you yeah. think you think skinwalker, and you think more of a physical being, kind right. of. This, I was like, well, if... The lightning flashes. Exactly. I'm like, they're going to think Skinwalker, and then it's just going to fucking disappear. Yep. So I was like, mm, maybe. Well, I mean, you know, I, I just kind of went Skinwalker just because it kind of like... Controlling you know, the other Yeah, control. Yeah, like that. yeah I, I was that's like... That's where you were getting me on Skinwalker. I, I didn't get... Or did they even know it was there in the first place? Right. Yeah, I didn't really even, like... I don't know, put two and two together that, oh, yeah, it vanished. I just thought... You know, and being a spirit because I was like, okay, well, hey, you know, lightning and distraction and it fucking, you know, right. boom, yeah. it, went, it, sh- it went away. And it's like, that's why I used coyotes because everybody associates skinwalkers with coyotes. Yeah. The Native American trickster spirit is coyote. Yeah. I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to fucking get him. There's a good lesson in your God story, though. If somebody tells you to check your fucking history of your land, do it. Fucking do it. Do it. Don't <laughs> yeah. fucking wait until the next time you're going to go into town. Because yeah, the next time cause... you're going into town is naked breaking into stores. Exactly. Yep. But you, if somebody knows where you live and they tell you to look into history, yeah. there's a reason why. Just yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. And if you ever get a good deal on a house that you shouldn't be able to afford, Research the don't buy land. it. Yeah. Stay in your fucking apartment. 
because uh, that shit's haunted. Oh yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah. So like, well, why else would you get a fucking ranch so dirt cheap? Right. Sixty acres. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to work a couple years to save up that much money. Right. Damn. Well, it's like Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, the people got that for fucking dirt cheap. Yeah. You know. And then Robert Bigelow bought it for a goddamn fortune, and but still the, owns it. Yeah. No. Somebody else owns it now. Oh, he sold it. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, it switched hands. It's some, oh, no shit. someone else. I know he's now. still involved with it. No. No, no, like he, no, he doesn't. He's not like an owner, but he still helps to fund the research into stuff there. Yeah. No, it's actually someone totally different. Now. Really? Yeah. As I last I knew, I last I'd heard, he was still uh, like helping to finance the research because he's very interested in what's going on there. Yeah, it's like people have been hired in. They have like you know hmm. guards or whatever just to kind well, of prevent yeah. people from yeah. getting in. Because yeah. if you interested, watch the Skinwalker Ranch thing. Yeah. That's on. I don't know what's on Hulu or whatever. It's, they, like, bring in people, and they actually, like, on fucking film get... They get some crazy shit. They have a UFO in the sky. I don't even care about the UFOs there. Mm -hmm. I want to know what they find in that fucking cave that the Native Americans still will not talk about what they found in that fucking cave to this day. Like, they tell the owners, don't go there. Don't go in there. And then they go in there, and then they come out and, like, nope. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not talking about it. Oh, what, yeah, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, talk about it. There's some fucking shit. It, in there. it was. It wasn't the people that are on the show. It's the previous homeowners that were there that got told by some people. Uh, some of the, uh, I think they're Utes, uh, Ute Indians that live in the area that are like, oh, you bought that place? There's a cave there. Stay the fuck out of it. And then they went in there, and then like when Robert Bigelow went in and bought the place, they told him about the cave, and he's like, well, what'd you see? And they're like. Nope. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not fucking talking about it. No, because that's where you get your fucking nightmares. Right. Yeah, they've, right. Had, they've had, like, black helicopters yeah. fly out. They, like, on film, like, they, like, in the show, they, like, had black helicopters fucking flying over. And, you know, they had guys on there that were, like, pure, like, science, skeptical. Yeah. You know, like, there's this one guy that's, uh, he's actually been on, um, uh, 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 what the fuck's that? Ancient aliens. He's a he's an actual scientist. That dude from Alabama. Yeah, that sounds like he was breastfed Mountain Dew when he's a kid, but he's <laughs> a literal rocket scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude knows his shit. Like, yeah, he, he may he, have been he, born with a fucking rat tail. But... He's like he, he's like you know he's all about the science and getting down to like okay, well this this like I had a cow fucking die, but the cow like they saw the cow alive like you yeah know, like just an hour previous yeah. And then it's also weird. when they see the cow, next thing they know, they see a fucking, sh- like, something way to fuck up. And they're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, yeah. you know. Another so. one we got we to gotta get into at some point in time is Stardust Ranch, because that's a completely different thing. Where this guy yeah, moved out from the city, bought this huge fucking ranch, kind of part of where I stole a little yeah. bit of that from. Got it for a fucking song. And then all of a sudden, he's seeing aliens coming out of portals and shit. Like... He looks out his back window, and there's this, like, black thing just like, bloop, and this thing walks out of it. And he's like, what the fuck's this? Yeah. He's supposed to kill the one with, like, a fucking he, katana That's the only way he could kill him. He had to fucking go out and buy a sword. He bought a goddamn samurai sword, right? Yeah. And he kills aliens with a samurai sword that oh, come shit. out of this fucking portal. He killed two in his living room. Huh. And when they die, they hit the ground, and it's like, and there's nothing there. Like, that's fucking yeah. wild. And, like... Apparently, we could probably get that guy on the show. I we could shoot him an email and be like, "Hey, crazy, right? Come join us." <laughs> yeah, like, listen, crazy. I believe you a hundred percent, but your story is fucking nuts. Yeah, but right? I want to talk to you about it because he gets really like I've heard him talk. He gets really defensive when people are like, "Really?" and he's like, "I swear to fucking God, I'm killing aliens with a sword. Why would I lie about that?" Right? You know why would you? How would you make that up? Right? You know, it's some shit that you don't. You can't make that up. It's just no. like this is happening. So that's why I'm telling you about it. Right. So you guys, you guys destroyed my creative writing boner. So like, sorry. Actually, buddy. no, that was, I, I still no, want to do it. It was good. It was good. No, it was good, man. Six goddamn pages. <laughs> I typed that out in a night. It was good. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Oh, you were cranking I it. I liked it. I liked I, it. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say I didn't like it. So she came in here at one point in time. And I'm pretty sure there was smoke coming off the keyboard. Yeah, I mean, you were. I was fucking, fucking typing. going, and of course, if you noticed, I had another window pulled up, pulled up on my other screen to make it look like I was researching something as I was typing. 
Well, oh, I, I went I went balls to the wall. I went hard in the paint trying to fool you because I knew I'd have to trick you because you live here. Right. <clears throat> and then when you'd come in, I'd click off of that screen. It was just a blank Google screen. There was nothing on oh. it. But I'd like, I'd click it. Like, as soon as I heard you walking towards the door, I'd click it so you can maybe hear the mouse and think, oh, he's looking at something. Uh, I wasn't even, damn like, watching. Because I think we were eating pizza and you were, I don't even know. Were we? I don't even know what we were doing. I think I came in here and I, oh, I made you stickers. Yeah. That's what I had to do. Yeah. So I got to get some more, actually, I got to get some of those out to our patrons. That's right. Um, I've got to get some out to Damon because mm-hmm. he is new to the Patreon. Hello. Uh, David and Evan already got their stickers, I think. Yeah. If you guys want some more stickers, hook me up. Hit me up. I can, I'll send you some more stickers. And it's then not a big deal. You got Aaron Bates. Aaron, I dropped his off in his fucking mailbox because I'm not mailing without a little prick. Right? And dude, if Save you're listening to this, stage. by the way, I sat in front of your house like 10 minutes today waiting for you to message me back to make sure I was at the right house. So your neighbors probably think I'm some kind of a creep. Yeah. Because I just sat there. Some creepy guys. Yeah, they'd be like some fucking weirdo in a red truck was just sitting there. And then he walked up to your mailbox and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Case in the so, joint. Well, yeah. didn't, no, he fucking did a brisket today, so bastard so bitch. That's like one of those Jewish birthdays, isn't it? Something. Yeah, something. <laughs> oh, it's like a bris. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where they smoke the foreskin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's smoked foreskin, mitzvah, whatever. Uh, bat mitzvah, you think? That's for, that's for girls. Yeah. Or uh, bar mitzvah. Bar yeah, bar mitzvah's for boys, bat yeah. mitzvah's for girls. Yeah. Girls don't have foreskin to put on said smoker. <laughs> oh, shit. So. Labia skin? Uh, ugh. No. <laughs> so, anyway, if you guys enjoyed that and you want another one, fucking let me know. Because I like writing because it's it. fun. And don't say ask other Kevin to do it because yeah. I no. He's bad at it. I fucking hate writing. I love it. But if you want love to talk it. history, I'll there you go. Know. Oh, and by the way, I think uh, this probably now is probably the best time to do it. Um, we talked a little bit earlier. We're done? We, no. Uh, we're thinking like beginning of September, there's going to be some changes to Patreon, unfortunately. Um, we are going to change our recording schedule and we're going to get you guys the weekly episode two days before everybody else. Oh no. Spread the word. Yes. (laughs) Go on, go on Facebook and be like, Hey, you're going to get the day. You're going to get the episode two days earlier than everybody else. So instead of it coming out on a Thursday, it's now going to come out on a Friday for everybody else. You guys are going to get that shit on Wednesday. Because we're going to change our recording schedule to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I'll, rec- I'll edit it, put that shit up. Then you guys get it two days early. So Well, baby pending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, it, we'll still Are make it work. Beginning of September or August? Beginning of September. Okay, you can give yeah. yourself some time. Yeah. Okay. So, well, with that being said, um, I hope Bye-bye. everybody enjoyed. You're welcome. I had a lot of Goodbye. fun. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. You can do it whenever you want. You're I don't like, know if they enjoy me on here, but too late, fuckers. You're yeah. stuck with me. I have you on because I bring you on because you have good whoa, reactions whoa, whoa, whoa. to stuff. Yeah. Hey, 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 relax. And yeah. he's usually staring at something like not Ooh. talking because he well, forgets. He forgets that this is an audio format. Well, t- even during regular episodes, you're just like, hey. I started fucking heckle. I started heckling about it, and then I get told, well, you, "I'm like, well, fuck it then," because you weren't you weren't heckling about anything involved with the story. You were heckling. personally yes, attacking was. me. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you saying I got a bigfoot nose? I did not. I did. Your wife did. <laughs> you big titted idiot. <laughs> Your wife said that. So fuck off. I was talking about the hair. I said, "Oh, relative." Yeah. You know. You know yeah. Well, Personal you are... attack still was was not even relevant to the story because my hair's not greasy. No. Not now, because you just. Let's talk about body hair, dickhead. My body hair's not that thick. I'm not your brother. (laughs) That's true. If you ever walked around in the woods shirtless, he could be mistaken and shot. (laughs) That is true. Sam squanch. Be like, oh shit, he's. It's not a bigfoot. He's only fucking four foot six. So that is true. Four foot six and four foot five at the shoulders, like four foot five wide at the shoulders. He's like the southern version. He's a hairy barrel, is what he is. (laughs) It's true. So yeah. But anyway, we're gonna go home. Uh, No, I'm home. I would Kevin's go gonna go home. It's like ten thirty. So and hey, guess what? As Kevin says, you can all go fuck yourselves. No, I say don't go fuck yourselves. Oh, oh, sorry. Except for Kevin. Yeah, Kevin can Kevin can don't. pound sand. You know what? Go. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg 
but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Suck an egg, loser. 